How's it going? Hey, not bad, Sean. How are you? Doing okay. Nice. I, I feel like you and I were almost in a bit of a cold war right there. Like, which which <laughs> one of us will speak first? Who's going to speak first? Yeah. I, I'd have to think most podcasts have like a like a game plan for the entry. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk first. I'm gonna say this thing, and then yeah, go from there. But we just gotta hit the button. It's like we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I I think from from the very first time we recorded, I. You know, we basically recognize that that beginning part is is odd and strange, and we probably reference it in a in at least like a quarter of the episodes at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, I always thought this, like all things, will become second nature, and it never has even gotten slightly easier. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, our listener is a big fan of mm-hmm. that, so don't need to worry about it. Yeah. But hey, are you ready to pred? I am ready to pred. <laughs> So today, listener, we have Predator, which is um, obviously a classic, not The Predator, which I think came out in 2018 or, or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, but The Predator very much is a franchise, but it all started with the 1987 thriller, you know, rumble in the jungle blockbuster with uh, with old Arnold as governor number one. Governor, yeah, there are two future governors in the original Predator. Predator. Yeah, and that's a fact that I, I really don't think people talk about enough. Like, right. that, I, are there any other movies with two future governors in them? Uh, well, I think Running Man had both of these same actors. Oh, okay, so, so Running that, Man. That'd be the other one. <laughs> I think it came out the same year. Okay, yeah, but I mean, as far as I know, the only other... The only other governor who was an actor was Ronald Reagan, and he was too mm. old to to act with these guys. But um, right, yeah, old man Reagan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, Jesse, Jesse Ventura, mm-hmm. the other governor of of. I'm just gonna say now. I keep every time I go to say the name of this movie, I first want to say Platoon. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah, I have to keep correcting myself. I'm like, no, this one isn't Platoon. This is Predator. Wow, which I guess they have a jungle in common, but. They do have a jungle in common. They That's about it. Yeah. And some I some mud. Mud. <laughs> screams. Definitely some screams. Yeah. But they don't yeah. both have Defoe. I was that's exactly where mine went. My mind really? went was they don't both have Defoe. <laughs> I think Predator could have benefited from Defoe, which is saying a lot because I don't really see many imperfections in Predator. Yeah. It's pretty close to perfect in my mind. And am I right that this is the first time you've ever actually seen Predator? Yes. Um, wow. Which is which is really interesting because uh, when it came up um, in conversation with my girlfriend a couple days ago, I was actually explaining the movie, and mm-hmm. um, I thought that I had seen it. Like, and I, it made me realize that I had thought that I'd seen this movie for like several <laughs> years. Like, I just jumped into any predator conversation and like had images in my mind and i was actually explaining the plot pretty well really yeah yeah i just kind of seemed to know a lot about it and then as she asked some questions 
I realized like, wow, I've actually not seen that movie. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Somehow something, I I mean, like I'm not trying to like look too much into this, but like maybe like the, something about the force of this movie has like so infused culture in such a way that enough of it has gotten into your brain, even though you've never seen it. Yeah. It's kind of like the way we all just have like instincts that are just kind of there in our brain. (laughs) Like, at this point, if you were born after 1987, which I was born one year later, yeah. you just have Predator in your, un- your unconscious. Yeah, it's, it's like collective unconscious. <laughs> it's like if you grab a hot pan out of the, out of the uh, out of the oven, like you drop it before your body even registers the pain. Yeah, and it's it's just that instinctual. Like, yeah, you just know. You just know it's the like, plot. Of yeah, Predator. exactly. Like, listen, we got to get a, you know a, a ragtag, fairly diverse crew of guys down. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a mission, but man, that mission is gonna be is gonna be fucked up by some crazy invisible thing running through the trees. Uh huh. Yeah. And now I had seen clips of that invisible thing, so I had a mental image of that interesting special effect that they yeah. do when it's all camo and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. That's and and that I think has worked its way, kind of like. Um, uh, never mind. I was going to give a bad example, but that has kind of worked its way into like the the zeitgeist where I've seen that referenced, probably even like made fun of in like a Hot Shots movie, you know, something oh, like yeah. that. Those old uh-huh. parody movies that they don't make anymore. Right, right. Because people aren't funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> people aren't funny enough to like the movie or to make the new ones? I think both. I think, well, okay. I think they're not yeah. funny enough to like them and they're not creative enough to make them because mm. I like, speaking of Platoon, um, there's a... You know, Sheen was in Platoon, Sheen. and uh, there's a great scene in Hot Shots Part Due that has uh, Sheen, and uh, M- Martin Sheen is in it too. <laughs> and they say to each other, "I loved you in Wall Street, in the movie Wall Street." <laughs> Michael <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just like in the middle of a movie, they just broke the fourth wall for some crazy reason. It was hilarious. I was like, man, that was a very funny joke. Yeah, that was a tangent. Just can't do that these days. People aren't funny. Yeah. But pl- I almost did it again. But Platoon, as in Predator. Predator is hilarious. Predator um, is. Platoon, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. But but Predator. Um, yeah. It, I don't, I, oh, I remember what I was going to say. We were talking about references to that uh, kind of holographic effect. Mm-hmm. You know what it made me think of? Uh, uh, what's <laughs> it's that? A movie, it's a movie we have snopped about. Yeah, I, was, I uh, combat, Mortal Combat. Oh, reptile, reptile. <laughs> wow, Sean, I don't have any fucking idea how this happened. I've been thinking about reptile all day. <laughs> have you really? Yeah, I have, and I think it's it's amazing. That is so amazing. I didn't even think about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta hear more of yeah. the context of you you're thinking about reptile today <laughs> so uh this is it's a little complicated but i'll try and pare it down so i was thinking about reptile because you recently sent me the new trailer for the new mortal Kombat. 
Yeah. And, yeah. Which, listener, if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend pausing this and watching it right now. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like normally when the, the trailer thing comes up, like this has been approved for all audiences. Like, yeah. I forget what it said, but it was red and I've never seen right. a red one. And so I was mm-hmm. like, does this mean that like the trailer is like rated R? And it fucking was like, <laughs> I think they use bad words, <laughs> but also like the first thing they just show like Sub-Zero, like rip off Jax's arms. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was <laughs> like spouting blood. Yeah. I was like, I am, I am in for a trailer, like one I've never seen before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so I watched that recently and I forget, is reptile even in the new one? Uh, I don't think he made the trailer. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. <clears throat> okay. So, um, maybe, maybe just like seeing sub zero and scorpion just sort of made me think of think of reptile and then i thought of when we snobbed about mortal Kombat and how we were laughing really hard at the idea that like just randomly it just like reptiles just like creeping around with visual effects that siskel and ebert thought were amazing (laughs) (laughs) they were like these effects were great even though i was in a dark theater these effects were just outstanding but anyway, so reptiles like creeping around the whole movie, like pretending to be a gar- gargoyle for a little bit. And like, yeah, that weird, like invisible thing. And then when they finally introduce reptile as like the green sub zero, <laughs> just they haven't done this for anyone else the entire movie, but they just go <laughs> reptile. <laughs> That's right. He's the only character in all movie that has like the Mortal Kombat theme song guy yeah. to say his name in the movie in the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right he hasn't been like an announcer for the movie and will not be again after that point <laughs> no no it's like the closest you get to that is in the very ending credits like toward the end of the song he like lists off the characters who were like who who we were just watching but like never yeah. in the in the middle of the movie right and i think that cues in like an awesome techno song for that whole fight it does <laughs> yeah it's just so fucking funny like i love it and uh, my best guess is that, like, everyone watching is like, who the fuck is this? Like, what is this little, like, mouse-looking rat doing? Like, crawling around and turning into stone. And then they just had to tell them. They're like, audiences aren't going to know who this is. All right, right. tell them. Reptile. <laughs> Reptile. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it was like, I, f- I feel like if they transformed Reptile and, like, just kind of had a shot hover on him and he was, you know, the green Sub-Zero, people would be like, oh, that's Reptile. But instead, he just instantly is sprinting at Liu Kang. And I think they just realized that that was way too cool to cut. Yeah, you're <laughs> so right. So they had to like, let people know who it was. Yeah. So for, I think for that reason today, several times I've just like, I've just said to myself, actually doing an impression when you did an impression of this guy, when we filmed, when we uh, did the uh, Mortal Kombat episode, you d- you said, reptile and it really made me laugh and so i've been doing an impression of you doing an impression of the guy like s- several <laughs> times today <laughs> just uh un- unprompted it's kind of mortal Kombat's in the air right now for sure yeah and probably even like nice. in public like under my mask my covid mask uh i find myself whispering things because i feel like i can because my fi- my mouth is hidden mm-hmm. yeah so i'll probably do tomorrow <laughs> too yeah it's whisper kano yeah or Sonya Blade. (laughs) (laughs) So, so when, when you, I'd love to hear your perspective on Predator, Matt, because you've been telling me for a couple years now, you've been, you've been thinking about writing an article uh, about 
Predator. It's been it's been brewing there. So I know you've got some thoughts about it. Yeah. And I don't know why it took me so long to finally come around to watching it, but within seconds, it was like, wow, this movie is just primo snob material. Yeah. It it and yeah, yeah just very curious what it what it is to you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I, I've I've worked on this article, but I I just can't finish it for some reason. I think because um, maybe talking about it will help me, but um, also I just think it's so good. The movie's so good; it's hard to it's hard to put into words. But um, let me give a little history of my relationship with Predator, if you don't mind. Um, Absolutely. I definitely grew up watching Predator, like the sort of movie where if it was ever on TV, I would watch it um, and, you know, catch it on like TNT or something. And I think as like a kid, I thought it was just like a normal action movie. And then one day, um, <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, one day I had a breakthrough with it. It was uh, September 2013, September 2013. I sat down around 8.30 at night to watch TV, and I turned the TV on, and I it was a Saturday night, and I just, you know, sometimes you just want to have, like, a Saturday night where you just see what good movies are on TV, not go to, like, a streaming mm-hmm. service, just, like, what's on right. TV, and I fucking yeah. hit the jackpot, so <laughs> I, I turned on the TV, and it's right at the beginning, basically, of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, and so I watched that movie. <laughs> I don't move. I don't change the channel or anything. I don't even touch the remote. I just see what's on next. And it's the tree of life. <laughs> wow. I tear it Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Sit down. Don't move. Don't touch the remote. Don't get up. Don't watch it. Don't move at all. Movie's over. What's on next? Predator. <laughs> So perhaps in my mind, the three most different possible movies I think you could ever imagine. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And watching Predator, I think having having really been like juiced up by like the, the wackiness of Harold and Kumar and then just like entering deep into this like, you know, Buddhist meditation of, of the tree of life and all existence. I think I was ready to watch the Predator. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I watched it and my eyes were opened and I realized that it wasn't just an action movie that was made in the eighties, but that it was really, really deep. And, um, <laughs> and so that viewing kind of, it kind of gave me my lens through which I, I, I now watch the movie. And if you want, I can share that, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of keep hogging this. I'm pretty intrigued. Um, yeah, first I'm just kind of amazed at that whole sequence because you were probably sitting on that couch for seven hours straight. Yeah, I think it was from 8 to 1.30 a.m. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe it. I was just so in the zone. I was just so ready to watch TV. I didn't even get up to pee. Like, I don't even know, which wow. probably means I was dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds kind of like pretty close to a religious experience. Yeah. yeah or maybe an actual one. It could be. It could have been. Yeah. Some kind of mystical samadhi kind of experience. For sure. Of timelessness. Yeah, and 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 I think it just kind of primed my eyes to see to watch Predator. And here's kind of what I came up with. So, a couple things that amazed me about Predator um, that I got from that experience were, and this is where I kind of struggled to put it into words. What I saw it as actually was a really interesting commentary on like American military uh, 
kind of intervention in like, like during the cold war. And what I, what I mean from that is like, first of all, the plot is like kind of cold war esque, right? Like these guys have to go down and you know, there's something with like diplomats and they're trying to like, you know, steal secrets from like the Soviets who are like in this jungle, but whatever it's like military actions like that happen where these like, you know, American commandos would go down and like fight communists in like Latin American countries or whatever. And it was like, you had these like poorer countries who like didn't have a lot of technology. And then the Americans, like we came down and we had like night vision and these like planes and helicopters that could extract anyone at any point. And like this just like massive technology. And it was like hunters hunting in some ways. And I was kind of looking at like that. And then when the predator shows up in the movie, the role is totally reversed. And now like, you know, again, even like, I think the movie cover said it, like the hunters become the hunted or something like that. And it's sort of like Arnold and his crew is put in the perspective of what like the villagers in like the, you know, that opening battle sequence or that, that first battle sequence must've felt like just like out of nowhere, these like things that you can't even see just like creep up and they're shooting and they're firing and you don't know from where. Hmm. And, and then like, what kind of amazed me was like, in order to then defeat the predator, uh, Arnold basically had to like become more like primitive basically. And like, you know, he like entered yeah. the mud and he was like reborn this like earth man, basically like a mm-hmm. uh, tiger paw. Jaguar, Jaguar paw. paw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't think um, about that. Jaguar paw, you know, kind of entering the mud and, you know, coming out. And obviously in Arnold's situation, it's like a cloaking thing. Um, wow. Mel Gibson ripped off Predator <laughs> <laughs> with Apocalypto. Wow. Holy wow. Holy shit. There are, some, there are a lot of similarities there. Yeah. yeah let's see. Um, you know, warrior <laughs> warriors battle and Central American battles between warriors. And yeah, I'm sure there's a better strong, way to word it. Strong guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm just going to kind of skip through a lot. And what like really kind of blew me away um, was that sort of like final toward like the final scene when Arnold has kind of defeated the predator and he just goes, you know, who who the hell are you? He just looks at predator. He says, who the hell are you? And all the predator does in response is just repeats that question. Right, right. And it's like this like identity thing and like looking in a mirror and like who is what here, you know. And for me, it was just like I can't even put into words, but it's sort of like played with this idea of like, you know, are you just hunting yourself or like is is this, you know, are you just the same as this guy? Because, yeah, anyway. Wow. It's like the predator is... By the way, I, I realized a little bit ago that they never call him that throughout the movie, the Predator. You're right. So I was thinking of just calling him the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the bad just, he's alien just a bad guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he, that Predator is being read as kind of like a mirror in a way of them, but not even. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of a mirror of their behavior reflected back at them. Yeah, I think so. And like, I don't know if this movie had any intention of this, but I felt like you could. Derrida would say it wouldn't doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and with that, I, I, I sort of developed this hermeneutic that, you know, it's not like I'm like beholden to this, but I really think the movie can pretty accurately be read as like a commentary on like American 1980s 
anti-communist imperial military action because like again it's like what must it feel like to be like the people with not great technology facing a superior foe and like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you know the commandos you know with with arnold sort of realize what that's like and um you know the 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 people who like you know during these like various civil wars in in central and latin america like you know that had to do with communism and fascism like at times the the poor people who were like caught in the crossfires must have just been must have just felt like they were just being hunted for no reason which is exactly what the predator does he like literally is just like i'm i want to go kill <laughs> so just gets on <laughs> yeah. his little alien ship and goes to a a world and yeah, starts yeah. killing the devil that makes trophies of men <gasps> that's right with like the spines yeah. Yeah, yeah, he rips out the spine of um, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, the guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. I think. Jo- I think. Yeah, jokey guy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot to that. Yeah. It's interesting because when I was watching it, I was thinking about Vietnam. So was I. Like yeah. I don't know why, but that movie. I know they referenced that like some of those guys fought in Vietnam, but oh, did they? Something about the movie just reminds me of Vietnam. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's like every description that I've heard of Vietnam from like veterans and in film and in literature is like that it was like they were fighting the jungle. Like it was like the jungle had its own life. Like in um, The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien, there's like this. I've heard uh, of this. Yeah, that that book or the um, just I, I, the I'm referencing. Of, I think I've heard of the book. The book was he was he a Vietnam vet? He was a Vietnam vet. Yeah, and he wrote. It's a really interesting book. It's like kind of short story collection, kind of nonfiction. And he really kind of plays with like the whole like what is true in a war story kind of mm-hmm. motif. Um, but there's this story where like a guy literally just gets like sucked into the mud. Like and the way he describes it, like I'll never forget. It's like he's just being consumed by the jungle. Wow. And there was just this recurring theme throughout a lot of the stories where it was just like the jungle had this life whether it was like in the form of like a Viet Cong popping up out of nowhere or like a hidden landmine or something, it was like they were fighting the jungle. So I was kind of thinking of the predator mm. as like an embodiment of that and the way they describe them. It's like the jungle came to life and wow. just like killed so-and-so. And uh, then in that whole part of Arnold at the end where he has to become the jungle as well in mm. order to defeat it. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I heard that guy interviewed, Tim O'Brien, you said is his name? Yeah. Yeah, I heard him interviewed one time and it was like, that is so fascinating. Like he mentioned some of that stuff. Um, and at least I, I think I'm thinking of the same guy. But um, either way, I, I heard a vet who then became a writer. So I, I think mm. it's him. I'm not uh, thinking of Liam O'Brien. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> if only if only the viewer could see the dance move I'm doing. <laughs> right. Yep. Just think of the first minute of the Big yeah, Lebowski. The little the Liam <laughs> twist. The... Liam rolls a strike and is a very happy fellow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'd say about one uh, once every two months I laugh at the idea that there's a scene in the Big Lebowski where Liam like I am being dead serious, literally follows the Jesus. Like he doesn't walk <laughs> with him. It's like John Tortura like turns and then Liam like literally follows him. Right. <laughs> like right behind him. <laughs> it's very cartoonish. It's very like a Don Quixote and Sancho Panza kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's great. Um, yeah. 
yeah anyway uh but yeah this the the interview i heard yeah this guy was saying like people were just like sucked in the jungle and and it was like you know like he was like the thing is it got so he was like it was so hard to be there that you just hated everything and he's like it was it was like he's like also like you would see like innocent vietnamese people and you would you would have no idea if they literally were trying to kill you an hour ago and he's like that's just so he's like your mind literally can't function like that for very long so he's like that's why he's like that's why everyone just like went insane right yeah like like in platoon tom berenger yeah berenger that fucking asshole that fucking that, that, asshole that movie is is that one not not many movies like disturb me but there's a scene in platoon that i find to be very disturbing is it when berenger turns his gun um on it, defoe no actually i, I mean mm-hmm. that one yes but the the one even before that is like literally they're like in a village trying to get information and tom berenger just gets like fed up and he just turns and shoots a woman in the head right it's like oh my god he was a mean guy yeah he was a mean guy yeah now one thing I love about Predator is that we can have these conversations and get to some depth with it. And at the same time, I literally didn't stop laughing the whole movie. <laughs> Neither did my, my girlfriend, Alex. We were just watching and laughing literally from the beginning and oh. it, it didn't stop. I can't remember the last time I've laughed that much at a movie. Oh, that's so good to hear. I mean, I think that is the sign of a great movie. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. there are some great movies where, you, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't laugh at because they're like a drama or something like that. But I I think a movie that can simultaneously be seen as hilarious and really good and amazing action is like incredible. Yeah. (laughs) What, uh, you know, were were you familiar with the, with the Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, handshake? I was familiar with it via gifts that have been sent to me. Many of them by you, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I I thought about it because, Recently, I was going to send you some more stuff along those lines, but I remember that you'd never seen Predator. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I, I wish I had never sent him the, those those <laughs> gifts so you could experience it the first time. <laughs> Not actually know that's coming. Yeah, because that is, you know, I think that scene. So, listener, you either know it or you don't, but Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> have like the greatest film handshake ever. And mm-hmm. it is, it pops and these biceps, they like... It's just amazing. But anyway, I think that's like a metaphor for like how the film was made because apparently it was just a total testosterone fest. Like these guys were like literally fucking like going to bed at like 1 a.m. and waking up at like 4 to like lift for three hours before they had to film. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Arnold had like gym equipment shipped to Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you could get pumped for the scenes. It's just so funny. These are just a bunch of really jacked dudes. Yeah, they they really were, and like a weird, just like array of cast that is like uh-huh. so fucking like funny and just <laughs> it's just like amazing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That moment's pretty remarkable with the handshake. There's there was something really baffling about their relationship to me, uh, Arnold what? and Weathers. Ah, tell me, I'd love <clears throat> to hear this. Well, first of all, I just enjoyed that Arnold's name is Dutch. And (laughs) Carl Weathers' name is Dylan. 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 And it's just like that that classic moment where, like, you see one character for, like, 30 seconds, and then you see the other character, and they enter the same room, and they just recognize each other. And 
go up and slap hands and you just intuit like okay barely these guys have a backstory yeah and i never learned what it is they probably mention it but i I didn't really pick up on it Mm -hmm. but you know they slap hands like they're bros but then it turns into this like unsupported arm wrestling match for about one minute where they're just kind of pushing at each other's arms and staring each other in the eyes yeah it seems like they haven't seen each other for perhaps a couple years and um yeah i suppose there's just maybe that's something that alpha men do or something (laughs) like so that's the way of greeting each other but it seemed it seemed like throughout that whole first scene it kind of played out like this subtle power play of like who's in charge here and arnold thought he was after winning the arm wrestling match but and it turned out weathers was calling the shots yeah i mean like that it's a, a little detail like that that i think if you've never seen the movie it might be like so what but it's like it this movie actually took some time and i i personally think quite a bit to like create actual relationships and like story and yeah like you get a little indication in that handshake that like <laughs> oh there's some there's a little tension here and it it might be from the <laughs> past or, or it might be a little bit it might be a lot but whatever it is it does rear its head a little bit and and it causes some conflict not like in like a horrible way but it it like helps drive the story along so it's not just like guns and shit you know like mm-hmm. it's like wow like that i think that and like that gave me respect for the direction. And also I watched like a video essay one time on the directing of this movie. And I think the director's name was John McTiernan perhaps. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) and like he, this guy actually, he actually thought about how he wanted the action filmed. Um, there's one scene, like one piece of action he did not film. And it was like when they're like blowing, when, when Arnold like throws the knife and he's like, stick around. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh Like that sequence he did not film. And the guy was pointing out the video essay I saw, he was like, if you look here, it's just, it's a little bit more explosion and it's a little bit more like stuff happening, but you don't really see what, whereas every other piece of action you can, if you look closely, you can tell that like he totally just like, thought about well ahead of time like where the camera needs to be what he needs to show um because it's like i think part of the reason why a lot of people like predator so much is because it's like very clear what's happening even though you can't even see the main antagonist like most of the time Mm -hmm. like it's very clear because like he set it up and like these like quick shots of them like reloading their clips when they need to it like offers like a little eye break and there's just a Mm -hmm. lot of attention to detail in this movie so much so that like they even extended filming in order to like get the monster right because do you know about the original monster uh the actor who was playing the original monster jean-claude jean-claude van damme i did read that yeah and it was this like (laughs) weird orange thing and i don't know if they were planning on making it invisible or if it was just going to be this orange thing (laughs) have you seen a picture of that no no i didn't Uh, know that existed do you mind if i show it to you real quick uh not at all all right great though the power of zoom i can screen share okay (laughs) platoon jean-claude hear what i did there (laughs) i did yeah didn't catch it at first because i still think we're talking about platoon (laughs) (laughs) oh come on where is it oh okay this is not a joke all right hang on okay so that thing (laughs) 
<laughs> he was running around the jungle in this weird orange costume. And I don't know. Wow. Maybe it was supposed to look like that. Something something like that. <laughs> okay. But like, yeah. I, they, I think what they did is they were like, he was like, I don't like that. He's like, that doesn't strike me as scary. Whatever. But it was like, I don't know what the orange thing had to do with it. But whatever. The point. Is, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> That's that's strange. It is bizarre. Yeah. So, and apparently he was just not having a good time. He like couldn't breathe, and I I read that he was pretty upset that he would not be seen, like his face. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like they just kind of got rid of him at some point. And also, he was very small. Oh, he was he was intimidated by the larger men like Weathers and Ventura. <laughs> well, I I doubt he was personally intimidated because he's kind of you know an alpha bro that's too. Right. But I heard the filmmakers thought he wasn't intimidating enough because <laughs> Weathers and Schwarzenegger kind of towered over him. Oh, wow. And so they replaced him with a man that was seven foot two. Mm-hmm. I knew that the guy who ended up playing Predator was a very large man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I liked how this film did the whole Jaws thing for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, where like you got this kind of unseen antagonist just kind of building up this anticipation where you're seeing from its perspective and stuff and then probably about 35 to 40 minutes in they showed it and it was just very clearly a man in a suit and kind of got rid of some of the some of the terror for me he also had like this like a forearm like microchip thing kind of like a buzz lightyear forearm yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it just looked straight out of the 80s (laughs) just like a couple like Oh, like SIM cards or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I've always enjoyed the Predator's technology. Like his, yeah, yeah his little like, yeah, his like old. It's like runs like MSDOS. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I will say, I like later in the movie when they, um, when he and when the Predator and Arnold fight, and the and the Predator takes off his mask. Man, that thing's mouth is so fucking scary. I think. Yeah, his, like really teeth and his scary and gross. Yeah, clicking sounds. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you read whose idea that mouth was? Wait, I have a guess. I don't know why this came to mind. Was it meatloaf? <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> did he have any involvement with Predator? Or you just <laughs> just came to mind. It just. I don't know why it came to mind. Like, I I think once I once you tell me the answer, I'll be able to connect it. Why I thought it was meatloaf. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know why. I thought it was <laughs> like like I wasn't I wasn't like I was probably like thirty percent sure about that, so not very sure. Uh-huh. But yeah, for some reason, I thought it was meatloaf. <laughs> you you put that as your final shepherd <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> meatloaf. Yeah, but who was it? It was James Cameron. Really? Apparently so. Huh? I, maybe I never yeah, knew that. Uh, yeah, I read it online. They were really struggling with with the look hmm. and. Um, I can't remember if it was the screenwriter or like one of the art artists or something. Apparently, it was just next to James Cameron on a flight. I would imagine it was planned, not random. And I can't remember what you call that, where like the that kind of mouth, but it's like seen in insects. Wow, and whatnot. And James Cameron said he had always thought that would be really frightening, and they went with it. Wow, old uh, old aliens boy. That's amazing. You know, I will say, and, and you know, you and I, we, we've loved to, to poke fun at Cameron in the past, but that man has some pretty good film instincts. <laughs> that man knows how to make yeah, a good he film. He really does. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. It really is. It's like, oh man, wow. James Cameron made 
fucking uh, Titanic. That's amazing. And it's like, holy shit, yeah, James Cameron alone. made fucking per- uh, Terminator. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. wow. Made fucking Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Avatar, listener, that I read recently. Um, it was overtaken for the box office record by um, Avengers Endgame. Oh. You know, that was like within six months or a year of Avengers Endgame coming out. And I read that uh, in the last couple of weeks, Avatar retook the title because it was re-released in some theaters in China. <laughs> and so, and Cameron found a way to come back on top. <laughs> so Avatar is once again the highest grossing <laughs> film of all time. <laughs> that is yeah. so amazing. That is a wonderful yeah, fact yeah. to know. Bob Iger thanked or he he congratulated James Cameron on Twitter. <laughs> It's the CEO of Disney. Wow. So it was like, it's like a big enough thing that it was like, you, you retook us like there. Wow. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I enjoyed, enjoyed learning about that. I, and I, you know, I, I do imagine that certainly some of it must've been like, yeah, let's, let's retake this title. Um, but also, you know, the next avatar is supposed to come out within like the next two years. And so maybe re-releasing it was it the way of like getting hype up for it again because, you know, when Avatar <laughs> came out, that would have been the time for sequels. But like now, uh-huh. like there are like people twelve years later. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, you know, people who would see Avatar two weren't even born when Avatar one came out, you know, so Yeah. But maybe they've gone to Avatar Land. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hung out with Jake Sully. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Now, th- coming back to that, uh, the fight between Predator and Arnold, mm-hmm. it was about halfway through the movie when Predator was killing a lot of people, and yeah. really in a in a pretty brutal way. Like in the case of Jesse the Body Ventura, just burning a hole through his body. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse the whole body Ventura. <laughs> Jesse the hole in the body Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Which, a quick aside, you know, we see a lot of bodies in this movie. Um, there is a shedding of clothing for most of the actors. Yeah. We see a lot of Weathers abs. Mm-hmm. We see some Arnold's Arnold arms. <laughs> we even see uh, Billy Billy's body. Billy body, yeah. And we don't we don't see Jesse the body's body. Oh no, yeah, we don't. Which is really interesting. I, I didn't expect them to kill him so quickly. Yeah, and I I think that was like a surprise because like I yeah, think that was top build guy. Yeah, big you know top bill. Um, I think that was like in the highlight of his uh, or the the high time of his like WWE career. So, mm. you know, he was pretty popular. And then yeah, he dies yeah. like early. Like, I like this yeah, for 50 minutes in, he was like one of the first that died. Yeah. Just got a hole blown right through him. I know, you know, you and I have talked about this theme before where it's nice when a movie is is willing to actually kill off characters. You know, instead mm-hmm. of always playing like, oh, no, people died, but don't worry, they come back. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, like Avengers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Rogue One actually was like, oh, my God, everyone here is going to die. It's like, right. this is great. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Got a little uh, uh, fatalistic or existential things going on in Rogue One. Yeah, okay. exactly. We're, we're all going to die. What meaning are you going to make from it? Exactly. Par- Parthival. remember he was the bad guy yeah that's right that actor whose name i still don't know yeah he plays a good bad guy yeah plays a great bad guy who just loves nothing more than to watch 16 candles and drink a tab (laughs) that's right right. it's his favorite thing to do in ready player one (laughs) yeah but um it was probably around the time when jesse died and maybe a little after where i mean predator was just ripping people apart and you know 
tearing their spines out and blowing holes in them. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of got a funny thought in my head. And I was like, man, this would be so hilarious and awesome if it just ends with a bare knuckle brawl between Arnold and Predator. And I just got a good laugh just picturing that and thinking about it. And then it came true. Wow. (laughs) Is what happened. And I, man, I can't even tell you how happy I was. That is awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. I felt like I had pulled some kind of Nostradamus prophet yeah. kind of thing. I, I just could not believe that that is actually what happened, that after blowing holes in people and ripping out their intestines, mm-hmm. that he just decided to the best way to go at Arnold is to just have a fist fight. Oh, totally. Start and punching like, in the face. Yeah. Oh, so, so great. And that's where it's like this movie – it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know I, I extolled this movie. Like, don't get me wrong. It has all the tropes of an 80s action movie, but it just does them so fucking well that it makes the movie yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I've always loved that, that it's like Predator goes full-blown, like, American Western, where, like, <laughs> the guy, like, has plenty of bullets to kill the other guy. But as, like, out of respect, he, like, sets his gun down and it's like, let's let's end this, like, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, the whole theme of the movie seems to be who is the alpha. Dude, wow. <laughs> whether it's between Weathers and Schwarzenegger and Ventura or in the end, who is the alpha between the wow. Predator and Arnold? I mean, even behind the scenes, this this entire movie was about who is the alpha. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, because Jesse the body had the gun. He had the mini gun. The I mean, mini that, gun. Yeah, that's, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Just, like, I don't know a lot about like weapons and stuff, but I know those things are insanely heavy, and they need a battery <laughs> like to spin. But you know, it was a great scene when uh, Mac. You know, Jesse dies. Uh, and Mac, his friend, is just like distraught. So he picks up the minigun and he is just destroying the jungle. And they mm, all yeah. jump in. And that is – it's a good solid minute of just firing guns. And right. I, it's so well filmed and I love the audacity. But, man, to, again, like attention to detail to make it great. After Mac runs out of ammo, he still holds down the trigger for like a solid min- uh, 10 seconds. And the thing is just like still still going. And it really shows how shaken he was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so fucking good. So good. Yeah. 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 After that moment, Mac, at, he kind of seems to undergo a mental collapse. He does. Yeah. Yeah. After having seen the hologram thing. The eyes. His, the eyes. He saw the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then his eyes are just kind of like wide open the rest of the time. And um, he even, he seems to have kind of a death wish after that. Yeah. You know, he kind of like veers off to go after the predator yeah on his own clearly knowing that he's probably going to die doing that and then another another curveball that mctiernan and co threw at us was you know you know the part where mac goes off on his own and it's like okay well he's clearly about to die Mm -hmm. um i figured he'd be dead in a second and then we cut to weathers who's going off somewhere and then we kind of hear this whisper like dylan Dylan and it cuts over to Mac and all of a sudden like he's still alive and like hiding and like they hide together and they can see Predator up in the tree and stuff and granted they both do end up dying in the next Mm -hmm. scene but it was like this extra 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 bonding moment between them because I think the first thing Mac had said to Dylan Carl Weathers is that if he pulls any kind of shit he's he's gonna drain his blood (laughs) (laughs) so alpha and then the Kind yeah. of the scene I love with them too is kind of the scene of intimidation where 
I forget exactly what's going on, but Max like Dylan. He's like goes like this. He like looks up with his eyes, and Dylan turns around, and Mac has this like big like jungle knife, and he like stabs mm-hmm. at him, but he he gets a scorpion. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. Seems <laughs> to be like some kind of metaphor or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His predator finds that scorpion, then sees it through his thermal goggles. That's right. Man. Who's one of his brothers, like uh, the bug from Men in Black, who gets mad when <laughs> everyone smashes his roach brothers. That's right. His, <laughs> his roach brothers. Yeah. His face is just falling off. Yeah, yeah. D'Onofrio. <laughs> D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio's, probably, I think, best performance ever. I would say that's a better performance than uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Gomer Pyle or the bug from Men in Black. <laughs> Not... Uh... The bad guy from one of the Jurassic Worlds. I don't even know which one. Jurassic World. Yeah. The guy that wants money and dies. <laughs> I know we talked about this. That two Jurassic Worlds have come out. Is that right? Yeah. Jurassic World 2 came up at some point when we were talking and you had completely forgotten that that was a movie. You totally forgot. And I totally forgot that I'd seen it. Yeah. And yeah, we saw it together and did an episode on it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> God, I totally wiped that movie from my memory. Yeah, I think like culture did. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone reference it. <laughs> that movie sucked. It was bad. It's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Um, little connection between it and Predator though is that it has Jurassic World 2 has Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard has directed several episodes of The Mandalorian, and oh. The Mandalorian has Carl Weathers in it. <laughs> Mando! <laughs> Mando! <laughs> YouTube compilations of every time he says that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's literally the... I, I know about th- I know maybe roughly three things about The Mandalorian, and most of it I've learned from those YouTube compilations just of Carl Weathers going, Mando! Come on, Mando! Mando! Mando. Yeah. Well, listen here, Mando! <laughs> Pretty remarkable uh, moment. I, I think I watched the first three episodes of the second season. And um, the moment Carl Weathers comes back, he meets with Mando and they shake hands and they do a close up on their arms. And wow. right away I recognized, wow, that's definitely a Predator reference. And then at the end of the episode, the first text that came onto screen was directed by Carl Weathers. No way. So Carl Weathers directed a handshake. <laughs> just like that into this episode of the mandalorian you know and, what uh, you sent me yeah. that you 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 took video of that and you sent that to me and i remember it now totally mm-hmm. that yep. is so fucking amazing so i can give carl weathers credit for giving me the only moment of those three episodes that was worth watching <laughs> <laughs> did you like the first season uh to say i liked it would be a stretch oh wow yeah to hmm. say that it that, provided, that Star Wars nerds liked it, would that would be true. <laughs> that would be true, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars nerds have really come around to... Mando. They, they really seem to kind of adopt Mando. Huh. Yeah, maybe not, I don't yeah. know. All I know is I like I don't really have any interest in seeing it, but I love the premise. To me, the, the premise seems awesome. Um, that there's a baby Yoda? Yeah, and, and I think even more than than just a baby Yoda, but that like... Sorry, I just burped. Um, that there is this guy that I imagine is like a, you know, 
I'm at, I don't know anything about the Mandalorian, but I think I've gathered enough from the trailers that it's like he's kind of the classic reluctant hero, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. he has a bit of a sketchy past, could be like a bit of a recovering alcoholic type, you know, like down on down on his luck, you know, whatever, good fighter. <clears throat> and and he has this mission, this task to care for this this baby Yoda and it's maybe reawakening his life, his eyes to to good, something like that. Uh, That's my guess. Care- yeah, caring yeah. about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't cared about anything in a long time because he's just a Mandalorian. I mean, he's he's just, he's just a, Mando. He's just Mando, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's Fun classic Star Wars style. He's putting putting together the pieces of a past that he doesn't understand ah, as well. That is very classic Star Wars. Yeah, hmm. at least the new Disney Star Wars. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as probably not, a lot. Not as inspired by Joe Campbell, Joseph Campbell. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. George Lucas didn't personally go, or he didn't personally go to George Lucas Ranch. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Something to do with George Lucas has a ranch, and oh, I think that uh, the the power of myth might have been filmed there or something. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some connection with Joseph Campbell going to the Lucas Ranch. Oh, wow. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. You know, so the crossover between Predator and Mando with the handshake, so that seems to be one that like worked out well and, and is well received. But another movie crossover that was not well received was, as you recall, in Jurassic Park, when Jeff Goldblum goes, must go faster, must go faster. Yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. Well, <clears throat> he used that same line in Independence Day when he and Will Smith were flying out of like the mothership and the doors were closing and, mm. and Jeff Goldblum goes, must go faster. And apparently Steven Spielberg was furious. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was really mad about that. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. Like, and and the th- the thing I think is funny is apparently he was mad at, Je- at Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but it's like Jeff Goldblum didn't write the script, and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I doubt he was like, I have to say this line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like if Jeff Goldblum didn't have the power to tell Roland Emmerich that he wouldn't do that, he could have called his pal Steven Spielberg, who mm-hmm. would have the power. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a shaking intern comes in, Mister Emrick, Stephen, Stephen's beaming Steve, in. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, I thought Steven Spielberg produced Independence Day. I don't know. Maybe he did. Hmm. I just assume he produces anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I do love when it's like a random like HBO documentary about World War Two. And it's like, oh, this looks interesting. It's like produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. It's like these two guys love World War II now. Yeah, right. Yeah, the big duo. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got to ask, with regard to Predator, who is your favorite character? Um, that's a really hard question, actually. Um, as a kid, I liked Billy a lot. Cool. Yeah. There was something I just thought was awesome about Billy. You know, he was Native American. Um, he sort of like knew the jungle, you know, yeah. he like knew how to drink out of the vine. Um, <laughs> yeah. but as I got older, I was like, yeah, that also would be a very clear sign to anyone that a human was here, that you were going, you know, you, you were here. Cause like you like cut the vine right cut there, vine. <laughs> yeah. but I thought Billy was cool. And that he sort of like, you know, he, he knew stuff because in the classic trope, like native Americans, <laughs> like Americans. they just know things. They can sense things. Yeah. yeah. He was the first one to sense that there's some out there yeah. and it ain't, ain't no man. <clears throat> yeah. Billy, you know, you're not afraid of any man. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no man. <laughs> ain't no man. <laughs> um, 
But I liked Billy a lot. You know, definitely liked uh, Jesse, uh, the body, Jesse. because he's a, he's a bit of a jerk. Like he, he's a big jerk. Not friendly to anyone, but the minigun was cool. You know, we all know he ain't got time to bleed. Um, <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> he's got a big old dip in his, yeah. his mouth constantly. Gigantic. Yep. Um, but I don't know, honestly. I don't know if I could say. But those are two, those are two that come to mind. That definitely, when I was younger, I I, I was really excited to see when they were on when they were on screen. Yep. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though those two are great. I was um I would go with Billy. I was a big Billy fan. Mm-hmm. He just made me laugh every time. Yeah, he could just you know <laughs> he could just sense things. He did. I know. <laughs> you know something. Uh, at the end when the predator is blowing himself up, um, <laughs> what he what he uh, makes the very evil laugh. Yeah. I it sounds like Billy at first when, when he, he laughs when he starts laughing and then it becomes like mm. crazy evil but at first okay. it's just this like low like <laughs> kind of sounded like Billy <laughs> yeah then it becomes like a vampire <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true it's like cliche bad guy laugh <laughs> oh man I, I I wish I knew what was going through the predator's head like is he laughing because he's like been bested, you know, like an ironic laugh, like, ha ha ha, he got me. Or is it like, yeah. ha ha ha, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to blow you up with this nuclear yeah. explosion on the my wrist. Mushroom cloud looking thing. Yeah, right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, do you, is, if you think of this movie, is there a single image or moment that without, not accepting the handshake that comes to mind as like, containing the whole as like the fractal moment of the whole movie predator like the, the master shot what um let me think let me think um shit i, I don't know a couple a couple things let, let me let me talk through it real quick actually do, do you have one for you i do yeah okay like, can i hear it yeah absolutely um, yeah, it is a hundred percent the part where Arnold Schwarzenegger lights a giant stick on fire while ah. on some kind of platform and slowly raises it while screaming. And his scream continues for about 10 seconds as he <laughs> very slowly, <laughs> but not like slow motion. He's just actually yeah. raising it that slowly, very slowly raises this torch in preparation for his bare knuckle brawl with oh, predator. Man. You are so right. I, that that would have to be it because that clearly that moment clearly identifies like that we have now entered the the high high action climax of the movie. It's going down. It's going down, and he's yeah. the mud man, and he's swinging from tree to tree and hiding <laughs> under that log and right hiding yeah hiding under the log, covered himself in mud because for some reason the predator can't see him then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that I also, was good. I also love at the end when he uh, tries to outsmart the predator. By getting behind that booby trap. Yeah. Come on. To, kill <laughs> me. Come on. Kill me. <laughs> Screaming at him to kill me. And somehow the predator is able to, to sense that. Like Billy. Like Billy. Yeah. He can. He knows. And he goes around and comes right up on Arnold. But it just so happens that there is a second booby trap right yeah. there that mm-hmm. involves a giant thing falling from the sky that crushes <laughs> the predator. <laughs> It was a very tiny space where he could be standing, but yep. he just happened to be standing right there. <laughs> oh, great. And then you see his blood and he like spits up a little blood on his face. Yeah. Oh, as a kid, that was always like scary. It's like, it's like neon green looking crap. Yeah. Like 
it's that ooze from yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, another funny thing about this movie is it, it has a couple of strong memes. So definitely the handshake, like that is that is big time meme. Yeah. Um, in the meme world, you know, that's all over things. But also get to the chopper, big one. That's from this movie. You know, people I, uh, have been saying that mm-hmm. a long time and. It wasn't until maybe like rewatching this movie like in college that I realized like, oh, that's from this movie. Everyone's always mm-hmm. quoting that. I had no idea until I was watching it and throughout the movie they were referring to the chopper and I just hoped that that meant the line would be coming and it certainly did. Yeah. You know, that that scene when he yells at her to get to the chopper is so amazing because if you remember it, she's about to pick up a gun to shoot at the predator and mm-hmm. he kicks it out of her hand. Because, and I read this, like, apparently, I don't know if they say it or forget if they say it or something, but the predator only wants to kill, like, worthy adversaries. So he never targets uh, Anna, I think is her name. Okay. He never targets that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because she never has, she's not a fighter. So he he didn't want her to pick up the gun. So he kicks out of her hand and turns and starts firing. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it knocks him down. Let's ah, go. Go. Get to the chopper. <laughs> and she got to the chopper. Yeah. The chopper got to Arnold at the end. And man, I really loved, I was wondering if, you know, Arnold was going to, you know, get the girl at the end and mm. they were going to have a little come, come together moment and maybe make out as the end, as the, as the movie ended. Instead, we just see him on the chopper with the most like, exhausted defeated look in his face that i think i've ever seen in mm-hmm. like anyone's face and the movie just ends it so just ends just like yeah he's completely destroyed and it is not a hopeful ending even though he mm-hmm. killed the predator exactly <laughs> got some major ptsd yeah oh man yeah i do remember it's like um th- again nowadays there there's such long lead ups to the ends of movies but like in the 70s and 80s it was just like this is the final scene and it's done <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know again i know we talked about like even jaws it's like all right let's swim back to shore and it's like immediately right. credits <laughs> that's right yeah they defeat the foe and have like a minute afterwards yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie's over it's not like some you know return of the king style thing mm-hmm. where you have like 30 minutes after the exactly. destruction of the ring yeah <laughs> yeah now i think we're kind of closing in here but before we end i did make i did think of a greek myth when i was watching this movie okay what what do, what is do, it do you have any guesses well one that comes to mind is uh the minotaur you got it oh nice nailed it <laughs> yeah even labyrinth. The, the labyrinth yeah um you know something it's just even his body it's like he had a human body but like this like bull looking head the, the predator and, yeah. and his teeth kind of reminded me of like bull horns yeah that's awesome i'm so glad because when you texted me that i was like i've never thought of it like that and then i realized like oh yeah a lot of greek myths are about like a team of people many of whom like just die horribly uh, <laughs> yeah. fighting a monster <laughs> right yeah 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 the minotaur it, well i know that uh Daedalus made the labyrinth, right? That's right. To, to um, put the Minotaur, Minotaur in there, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of like was the Minotaur's turf, right? Yeah. Like at that point, like probably like knew the labyrinth, and it was it was Icarus that went in, and and or no, Theseus, Theseus, yeah, Theseus that came in and ended up defeating him. Yeah, 
yeah, it just kind of reminded me of this alien wow. beast thing that it's definitely his home turf. And like, there's a whole labyrinthine kind of quality to this jungle. For sure. You know? Like they're just kind of always trying to figure out which way to go. And it feels mm. maybe like you never know where this minotaur alien is going to be jumping out and just massacring someone. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so great. Um, that you brought that up because I actually recently have been reading a book on Greek mythology, Greek and Roman mythology. And so, um, it was kind of nice to have like that story, like fresh in my head when you asked. And, um, yeah, it's, it is, it's such a retelling of that story. I think like it's, that's awesome. Like, I think that is so fucking cool. And <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or not, or if it was just like so many mythological themes where they just kind of seem to repeat in one way or another. Right. Um, style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Campbell, I think would have, I wonder if Campbell, I think he was alive when, so. When, did, when did he die? He died in the eighties. Was the Maybe was it the eighties? Eighty eight or eighty nine. Hopefully, yeah. he saw Predator. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. But it does. It is a far cry from how this movie was originally conceived, which was Jean. You know, you know, Jean. Oh, Jean Claude. Did Jean Claude conceive of this? Originally? Oh, uh, no. Or no, I was. Uh, <laughs> wait, I think you know something. I don't. I well, I read that um, the premise came from. Apparently there was a joke going around Hollywood that um, the next Rocky film would have to, since Rocky had defeated every human, that he would have to fight an alien to keep the franchise going since he defeated Ivan Drago. Wow. And uh, apparently that concept was the original inspiration for the screenwriters for Predator. (laughs) That is so amazing. Which has an also also an added awesomeness to it in that it does end in a bare knuckle brawl, and so does Rocky Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Rocky Five? Which Tommy, one's Rocky? F- Tom, that's when he trains this guy named Tommy Gunn. And oh yeah, I never saw Rocky Five. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely don't need to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite bad. But it does end in a street fight, bare knuckle brawl. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see, man. Yeah, that's. Lots Everyone knows Rocky One is the best, but then Rocky Four is the next best. Right. Everyone does rule. know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because since Predator is a myth, uh, you know, an, an ancient myth, I've heard people refer to Rocky as a fairy tale. Huh. It has kind of a fairy tale quality about it, you know, in yeah. a similar way of a kind of a you know a hero must um you know something or other. I don't know, but anyway, the the point <laughs> I've I've nothing to defend that except. That uh, the the guy who wrote the theme song, the Rocky theme song, mm. the director told him that he viewed Rocky as a fairy tale. So he wanted a song that had a kind of like a that upbeat kind of fairy tale, you know, knight slaying the dragon in the castle kind of kind of theme to it, nice. feeling to it. And so and then I after I learned that, I re-listened to the Rocky theme. And I was like, oh, yeah, this this definitely feels like a. It feels like a great classical fairy tale song or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flying high, flying high now. Yeah, is that what? <laughs> is that the name? Was, of you know how there's actually some lyrics in that song, like towards oh. towards the end, and like those high pitched voices say some lines. <laughs> this like high pitched seventies voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a chorus of voices. Well, one, right. one of the lines is flying high now, <laughs> and another is uh, working hard. Strong. Oh, get, getting uh, getting stronger, uh, <laughs> close. Tr- trying hard now. Trying hard. <laughs> yeah, trying hard now. That's right. 
Yeah. <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah. That's so awesome. Now, really lastly, speaking of the Minotaur, is there another movie that you think of in connection with the Minotaur? <laughs> is it The Shining? It is The Shining, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, as Jack Torrance <laughs> gradually becomes the Minotaur. Wow. And- dragging his like club foot in the axe (laughs) dies in his home of the labyrinth (laughs) wow that's that's so amazing Mm -hmm. and danny knows his way around because he was playing with that model for all those days that model of the of the of the kind of the maze the the bush maze or whatever is that something theseus does does he have some pre preconceived mapping in his mind not that i not that i'm aware of Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if this was before or after his ship. Uh, oh, yeah. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one. As to a, Predator 2. To Predator 2 with starring yeah. Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you're serious about that, aren't you? I am serious, yes. Wow. I've never seen... I don't think I've ever seen Predator 2, but... Nor have I. That's so funny. Yeah, Danny Glover did go through an action phase like this and uh, he was in like some... Wasn't he in like some cop movies with Mel? Yeah, Lethal Weapons one through four. Lethal Weapon. Now his famous yeah. line: "I'm getting too old for this shit." That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, we know him best from Angels in the Outfield. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> when he adopts Joseph Gordon-Levitt and JP. JP, that's right. God, I haven't <laughs> seen the movie in so long. I just who was who the angel? Doc Brown, right? Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd. He like flies away. He's like, you got to believe. <laughs> he like flies away or something. Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah, totally like appears. And yeah, at the end, he is actually an angel and has yeah. wings. And yeah. he always wears that American League hat. And so he says, <laughs> just call me Al. <laughs> they should have definitely done a National League flat, uh, hat with him and just had a, re- <laughs> just call me Null. <laughs> <laughs> just call me Null. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Thank- i heard someone reference christopher lloyd the other day and they were like um they're like the guy uh, they're like doc brown and i was like fuck christopher fuck what was his name and i wanted to i wanted to be the person who just knew his name i was like yeah chris lloyd christopher lloyd yeah, yeah that's who it yeah, is not doc duh. brown yeah right, fucking idiot. Doc, it's christopher lloyd yeah <laughs> great actor yeah. Reframed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Man, awesome. With Hoskins. Yeah. Hoskins. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <sighs> do you feel, do you feel like this is a sufficient pred? Yeah, I think we have brought this one to shoulder-mounted laser uh, explosion. Because isn't that kind of <laughs> what the Predator had? He had like a shoulder gun? Yeah, something like that. It was like his grand finale secret weapon. Mm-hmm. Just, just an atomic bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely two explosion. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, thanks for joining us, listener. Mm-hmm. Seems we're doing about one of these every three months or so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who knows what's going to come next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe Glover. <laughs> Got to do some Glover. <laughs> Alrighty, Take care. See ya. There's a feeling my life's been shaken out of control. 
It's arising from the depths of meaning I never know There's a feeling that shines in the front of my mind I'm gonna speak it out at the fireside And in the morning we'll all be snobbing the whole way home